Hi, I'm Jen Turner, and I'm a psychic medium. Hi, I'm Nadia Thorman, and I'm like the Ryan Seacrest to her Teresa Caputo. And we're here to have a normal conversation about weird stuff. Welcome to The Soul Spot. Hello, friends. Hello, everyone. Gosh, we're back. Good to see your face. I know. It's good to see you, too. I've missed you. I've missed you so much. You guys, we're really excited to give you the last few episodes here of 2020. I know. Can't believe it. Um, I want to talk to you about something. Okay. So I've been working on my meditation. Yes. Good girl. And I started seeing the color purple. <gasps> oh I, my gosh. It's a good thing, right? That's great. Yeah, that's your third eye. Yeah. It's opening. Yeah, and I think it's really helpful because... I love that you saved that for the podcast because I have been here, people, for like an hour <laughs> and she hasn't told me that before, so no. I love that. We we do something where we talk too much before we get on the mic Yeah, and we always are like, we should have saved this for the mic because yeah, this is great content, so I held on to this one for That's you. That's amazing. That's yeah. great. No, I feel good about it and you know, I made it a point to try to work on my meditation more because I was having a lot of that weird dream stuff Mm -hmm. and it was happening right before I went to bed and it felt like kind of spiritual and it felt like kind of a lot of like almost like a, a a release, like a dump. Right. 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 Um, and it wasn't exactly productive because I needed to go to sleep. Yeah. So I've been doing that. So let me (laughs) ask you what, like, what have you found what time of day have you found to make it work in your schedule? Because your schedule is crazy, too. It's super crazy. So I've been trying to do it in the middle of the day when oh, I'm not in charge of the kids for, like, that moment. Yeah. Or later in the afternoon. So you found a time that works for you, and you're yeah. able to kind of commit to it. And then, so when you're in the meditation, are you doing guided meditation? Are you doing just music? Like, how are you getting there? So, no, what I have done in the past when I meditate is it's been, they've been, they've been guided or intentional meditations, right? right? And if it's not guided by somebody, it's my meditation for anxiety or releasing something or repeat something in my head, like a mantra to, with this, I had a little bit different of an approach because I kind of wanted to make it more, um, of a spiritual, right? Like experience. Yeah. Um, so I've been, it's almost kind of like, I'm just trying to use a clear card, you know? I love that. And so what I do is I close my eyes and I kind of, I set an intention when I start, but I try to just listen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a lot of that. And then if there's an abstract image in my head, I focus on that and I go deeper with it. Good. So I'm just kind of trying to experience it. Yeah. Instead of being controlling it. Yeah. You I know, love, that's like such a, that's such a beautiful place to kind of graduate to. Right. So if I see, if I, if I notice something that's abstract, I just lean into that more. Yeah. So it's just kind of about accepting everything that is being is, shown to you or coming to you. Yeah. And then. So, yeah, finally I started seeing purple and I was like, oh, I heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this is a good thing. That's a really great thing. Yeah, that's that's definitely your, um, like, third eye chakra opening. Yeah. And that's when you can kind of start to access all of the clairvoyance that all of us have. 
I love it. So I'm excited to go deeper with it. Yay. Yeah. And you know what? You're going to find that sometimes some days are better than others. Like some days you're going to be like, wow, I got a lot. And then some days you don't. And it always serves its purpose, you know, so just stick with it. Very good. Well, I thought you'd be proud of me. So I am so proud of you. I love that. I love that. Okay. So it's been a minute, more than a minute, but we're going to do some reading of the week. Yes, we are. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay, so reading of the week this week, um, I have been doing, as you know, I've been doing more and more intuitive readings lately than I have been mediumship readings. It used to be the opposite, and then it was 50-50, and now the intuitive readings have kind of, you know, become like the number one, and it's actually where I, like a space I absolutely love being in. Um, So this week was an intuitive reading with somebody who has had like a hell of a few years, you know, just gone through the ringer, young mom, like gone through absolutely everything you can think of, lost, divorce, parenthood, you name it. And then like around halfway through, she asked me, and I love this type of like back and forth with clients where there's such a trust developed where they're like, Hey, if I say this, are you picking up on anything? You know? And I'll say yes or no, like very honestly. And so she asked me a name. She's like, Hey, if I say this, like, are you picking up on anything? And I was like, no, wait. (laughs) And I was like, hold on. Because then I had to shift gears and I was like, this person's past is in spirit. Like, this is kind of a crazy thing to do, like to start with intuitive and then go to mediumship. But it's happened a few times and it ends up being awesome. But it's just like not what I was going into expecting. And so I like shifted gears and I was like, has this person passed? And she said, yes. And I was like, I don't know if this is exactly the person, but I'm just going to describe to you who I have. And you can determine whether or not that's the person. So I said, I know that this would be a grandma figure. And she's like, that's who it is. And, um, and again, this, this young woman who I did a reading with has had just like everything that you can, you can experience in life. She experienced in like a period of like two to three years. So hard. It's just trauma after trauma. It was just a really crazy, crazy experience. And so grandma comes through and I say to her, um, she showed the first thing she came through with was a wedding ring and she like lost it. This was over the phone and she's like, I'm wearing her wedding ring. Oh my gosh. And this was the first time she's ever had a mediumship reading. So you know how powerful that validation can be. It's, it really is almost life changing and this has nothing to do with me. Just like mediumship in general can be life changing and it's such a beautiful kind of, you know, form, um, because it's evidence, right. Of life, on the other side and it changes your way of living. If that's your first time ever experiencing it, you know, so here's evidence for her. And then, um, there was some other messages that were pulled through just like everything that she's experienced namesake for her daughter. And she's like, that's it's her middle name is my grandma's name. Um, and then I said to her that it feels like, which I've, I don't get this message. I, I don't even know if I've ever gotten this message to be honest, was that she feels very like aristocratic. <laughs> like this woman is like a pillar of her community. I feel very like well-respected and I feel like very, um, like she just has this poise to her. That's like very regal. And she was like, Oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. Like it was just one of those, everything flowed. So, so, naturally. Um, 
So it was a beautiful reading, some great messages of just kind of like the, the hardest parts being behind her already. And so that was, of course, always good to hear, you know, that she's kind of gotten through that. And she said that there was another um, a, a message I have never gotten before um, was that she was showing me a newspaper article and I was like, I know that she would have be ha- she would have been written about after her passing, like in an obituary. And the client was like crying, saying like I wrote her obituary. Wow, and so many great details. It was just like such a beautiful, wonderful reading where it's like if every reading could be like that, it's just so powerful. Um, so it was really, really amazing. We both walked away, I think, feeling like super touched and really just kind of connected to spirit. And, and again, like I always like to share kind of what I got out of it and like my own practice. And, and I was telling this to my husband, I was like, that was like a 30 minute mediumship read. And it was really cool because it was kind of like, we didn't waste time. Yeah. It was like, boom, boom, boom. Here's all the really important things and we can move on from there. Not every reading is going to be like that, of course, but sometimes it's like, it was kind of like, I've got 10 messages to give. Here's the 10. Right. And that's why at the end of every reading, I always say like, what do you want me to wrap up with? And those are always when like the most beautiful things happen, like in those last moments. Cause it's almost like, I got to get this, like the pressure's on then the pressure's on me, the pressure's on the sitter to like get it. So, um, so it all kind of just jives, but that was like a, that was, um, the one of this week that I'm taking away from. You know, something I have always noticed with your readings that's, I think, really special and another kind of great validation for the sitter is you do a really amazing job of kind of personifying the character of somebody in, like, you're describing this woman was aristocratic, right? And I've heard you do it with other readings for myself, for friends. The way you kind of, it's kind of, they're these intangible qualities that I think I think that in itself is huge evidence, right? Right. Because you're kind of feeling the essence of oh, yeah. who someone was, the way they carry themselves, how they, you know, present themselves, how they come across. They're kind of these things that are like I don't I don't know, it's it's almost it's hard to articulate. It is. But you do a really good job at it and it's I think so validating, right, for these people to that yes that's who they were yeah well thank you because again it goes back to the clairs I think a lot but I am clairsentient Mm -hmm. and so it's like I will feel the essence of them long before Mm -hmm. I can tell you she's wearing a wedding ring right you know but to articulate that you're on the spot. Right. So it's quick and it's hard to sometimes formulate the words. And so, so it's a lot of, it's a lot of practice. I mean, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's when you feel like you've reunited with the person on the other side, Right. you know, as I can say that they did this and they drove this and that's all wonderful. But when I can say that, like, they've got a crazy, like wicked sense of humor or they've got a dark sense of humor or whatever it is, then it's like, Oh, that's them. Like you're really feeling them at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I love that. All right. Well, that was really great to hear about. Let's get right into our topic. Okay. I'm really excited about this topic. I know I am too. We decided it's called the growth mindset. Yeah. I was going to name it like overcorrection. <laughs> and I'm like, this is really awkward. I'm like, not like very positive. And then you're like the growth mindset. I'm like, bingo, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But you've been having this theme heavily in your readings lately and yeah. it's so prevalent in um, culture, society, just the choices we make with our lives on a really, really basic level. 
and I can't wait to talk about it. So let's give an example about what we're talking about. Okay. I know it's really hard to actually articulate. And that's why I was like, I have this idea for a topic that I think is going to be really fun, but I don't know how to articulate this. And the more we hashed it out, I think that we got there. Right. So the growth mindset or, you know, like what kind of spawned this, the root of it is like being in a situation where you find uncomfortable or, um, problematic and overcorrecting it to where the pendulum swings so far in the other direction that you're actually not growing, right? And so it's like finding that sweet spot in the middle of like maybe we pivot just a little bit or move two steps to the right in order to make a small change to have then like exponential growth. Okay, so when Jen first told me this, I was like, well, can you give me an example? And I think... We, we got through a lot of them, but I think the best example is the diet one. Yes. Diet and exercise. Okay. okay. And I'm super guilty of this, and I think I've made a lot of growth with this in the last few years of my life. I don't do it as much anymore. But it's the perfect example is when we start a diet, okay? Yep. Or we whatever we're doing is we tend to go so extreme that the minute we make a mistake, we throw the baby out with the bathwater And we're like, well, I'm just a garbage human, and so now it doesn't matter, so I'm just going to eat pasta for the next two days because, you know. Because I already blew it. I already blew it. It's already so damaged. So damaged. I don't deserve this, right? It's like this narrative that we make up that we're somehow not disciplined enough and not worthy enough to keep on this path, so we just punish ourselves by going the other way. Right. And, and there's, there's self-infliction in this where there's kind of self-sabotage, but there's also an element of going belly up, mm-hmm. right? Of like, um, so somebody to say, I was on this like workout train and I didn't work out today. Like I'm throwing my hands up then I'm just not going to do it anymore, yeah. you know, or that, you know, one example that I gave you when we were talking previously is somebody who really can't stand their home. Okay. And that's been like a common thing because I've been doing like house clearings for people and there's been like a handful that are really uncomfortable in their home. So they want to move out of state and it's like very extreme behavior to, to, um, correct something that's maybe like, you know, 10 degrees of correction would do it. And instead it's just throwing it out. And then it lands into another extreme where it's like, you're just exchanging one set of problems for another set of problems instead of actually growing and, and making a true correction. Right. So what happens is the reset button becomes so extreme instead of just, you were telling me earlier to reset in that moment. Okay. Back to the diet example. Right. Okay. So you have a cheat meal. Fine. What do you do? Reset. Reset. Reset Right away. Right away. Fail fast. Yeah. Okay. So like, I'm a huge believer in failing fast. Right. It's a term that like I use in my head all the time where if something doesn't go right, like fail fast and reset. And it can just be like a quick correction. So using the diet, which we've all been there where it's like, we're on a good health kick. And if we wake up and have like chocolate chip muffins for breakfast, I actually had chocolate chocolate chip pancakes for breakfast this morning (laughs) guilty and it's like we could easily say like fine then screw it I already blew it today right okay but it's like no just feel fast and reset 
So then like have a salad for lunch or have something healthy for lunch. And then your day is saved instead of just doing like this belly up, like forget it all. Like I, I'm just total trash and I'm just going to eat whatever I want the rest of the day. Cause I already blew it. It's like compartmentalize it to where it's just that morning. Right. Um, and the house thing, for example, it's like, well, maybe put in a little bit of work to reset or paint or reorganize or re- like restructure the household. Don't just like pack it all up and move. Like you're, listen, there's a time and place for that for sure. But the experiences that I've had recently is that it's, it's a desperate attempt to avoid any kind of, um, discomfort to where they're just going to exchange that discomfort for another set of discomfort. Right. And we were talking about that this applies to relationships too. You know, you see it a lot in marriages and just, I I would say even in friendships, but marriages, especially, I think it's hard, very hard. And it's work to make those small adjustments because what it means is you're holding yourself accountable and you're not just blaming, right? You're not placing blame. I mean, we all know like marriage is a lot of work. The communication, it's a lot of work. And usually when there's a common theme for a disagreement or an issue in a marriage, it's usually like a broken record, right? It's yeah. like kind of the same Comes thing. Comes up over and over again. Right. And it's what usually happens, especially when you've been with someone for a long time, is it's really hard to kind of see the other side of it because yeah. you are just kind of sick of the argument, yeah. right? So you stay in your lane. It's really hard to shift your perspective, But if you don't want to stay in that cycle, you have to make those small changes and say, listen, this is not working. So now what could I do? What's what's one small change I could make to change this narrative so the result isn't the same every time? That is such a powerful growth mindset to have that is so difficult. And you and I both, I mean, just being completely honest here, have had years of this past year and this past couple months of like having some extreme arguments with our spouses. Right. Um, but they're usually over things that are actually laughable because completely. it's not, it's not that it's not the subject. It's the communication. Yes. So somehow the communication's not working. Right. Yeah. And we've both had to make adjustments Yeah. in how we communicate. Right. Because you know, it's usually there's two people to blame. It's usually not one-sided. No matter how much we like to, like, joke around, like, oh, has, our husbands are idiots. Just kidding. Love you <laughs> so love much. so much. <laughs> no, no, no. But, but seriously, like, we're married to great people. Yeah. We really are. And, you know, the things that happen in a communication loss are literally, like, the devil's in the details, right? Okay, 1000%. And I think that what's so hard about this is that, and I am way more guilty of this than you are, where I will throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. I'm like, screw it all, let it burn. Mm-hmm. And I'll like walk away from anything. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, jobs, relationships, like whatever. I'm like, screw it all, restart it, like, let it burn. And it's taken me a lot of, like, it's, it's taken a lot of practice and like, growth mindset to, to reframe that and say, this isn't worth losing. Right. This is worth saving. And I need to see what I can do to be uncomfortable for a minute Mm -hmm. 
and stay in that place, that phase of being uncomfortable to grow. I think a big key component of this is giving yourself space from the emotional reaction. Okay. So that's obvious when we're talking about relationships or a fight, but it could be literally with anything. Right. Right. So if it's that you want to leave your house and you're so frustrated with it, it's like, you know, when you're out for the day and you're by yourself getting your coffee, have a moment of reflection. Mm -hmm. Think about your life. Think with your logic brain, right? Yeah. About what the pros and cons of whatever you're feeling are and why you're feeling that way. It's that taking that minute with yourself to be accountable and reflect. Right. Right. And and it's a tricky thing because one, I guess, analogy that I gave you was the sit-up. Mm. Okay. So this was an image that kind of came to me when I was discussing this with you of what I mean by not overcorrecting, just staying in that tiny place of growth and that growth can be like, it can be just a a smidge to the left or smidge to the right or a small pivot. It doesn't need to be so extreme. And so I was sharing that like a sit up is you start by laying down and then you come all the way up to where like your, you know, chin touches your knees or whatever, your nose touches your knees and that's fine. But the real work is staying in the middle where you can do those tiny crunches where you're almost just barely moving like up an inch, down an inch, up an inch, down an inch. And you feel the burn and you feel the burn. (laughs) And that's where the growth happens though, right? You can do this one extreme to the next and not much changes, but like to actually feel the burn and to, to make it work and to get like all of the juice out of the squeeze is right there in the middle, you know, or right there in that center where it's uncomfortable and painful, but that's where it's happening. Mm -hmm. That's where all the magic happens. And so I, I feel that way with all of this, like in every aspect, jobs, relationships, moving. Um, I mean, you name it, your relationship, like with anything is this. It's so good, and I feel like a huge component of this, one of them, one component is grace. So giving yourself grace when you mess up. Right. When you F up, don't beat yourself up. Don't don't get in that narrative where you're not worthy of whatever it is that's in your face with. Right. 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 Because I think what happens when we do that is we get stuck in this negative mindset and then we are not practicing self-love. Yep. And self-love is such a big part of this equation. Totally. Because you are worth growing and you are worth you're you're worth whatever whatever it is that you're faced with, you're worthy of that. And I think a lot of people it's like there's a shame element, right? It doesn't matter what we're talking about. It's all kind of the same. There is this shame that you didn't make it work. Yep. Whatever it is. Yep. Diet, relationship, where you live. I've seen like homeschooling your kids. Mm-hmm. So it's like give yourself the grace to make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Your advice about resetting right in the moment is so helpful because I don't think that people do that naturally. Right. I think we, we sit with things and we feel bad about ourselves and we, we kind of like overanalyze in a way that's not healthy. And then we decide we need to flip the script. I mean, I started saying, I think this was probably 
right around the time Miles was born where I won't say it was a bad day anymore. I'll narrow it down to the hours that were bad. Mm. So yeah. I'll say, like, it was a rough afternoon. That's good. Like, it was a rough morning, but I still have the rest of the day. I love it. So it's, like, narrow it down because this doesn't... Again, don't throw the baby out with bathwater. Like, the whole day didn't suck. That sucked. That hour sucked. Or that 15 minutes sucked. Narrow it down and then let it go. It's interesting you say that because it kind of makes me think about... um, There's this kind of movement in social media to not have everything so curated and to show real life and all of that stuff, right? And I love the honesty that comes with it. And I love people making themselves vulnerable and sharing their story And it helps moms feel like they're not alone. And it's all great. Okay. Except, for me, the reason I don't do that, it's not because I'm, it's not for shame. It's not for being fake. Because you don't want to relive it. Yeah. I not, it's not only that I don't want to relive it, it's, I can recognize in my most shittiest of dumpster fire days that there was some magical moments Right, mm, and I there love was some that. beautiful. You're choosing to focus on that. right. So for me, it's like it's a reminder. Like when I look back at my pictures, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. And to me, that's that's practicing gratitude, right? And it's not because I'm being toxically positive or I'm being. It's not any of that. It's or just fake. No, or any, no, you just want to focus on the positive. Right, that helps me feel more fulfilled in my life because I do have all of these amazing things happening, even on my worst days, you know? And I think most people can say that. I love that. I love that so much. And I am not a fan of social media as everybody knows. And I'm terrible at it because I actually don't care about it. Um, but I wouldn't want to go on there and just see everybody's shitty day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, Like, I don't care. Like we can all bond about that. We get that. Like everybody has bad times. Like I want to see like the pictures of your kids and like, I want to see the fun moments to be honest. Like, I don't want to see like that you've had a rough day or like give you props for sharing that with strangers. Like, I I mean, listen, you do you like, I, I get that there is a community and empowerment in Understanding that we're all figuring it out. And I think that is a beautiful thing, but I think it is really dangerous to get stuck in that cycle, right? Right. Um, because it becomes like, I don't know, it's just, we, we talk as basic as a law of attraction. Yep. You know, it's like, if we give all this energy to all this negativity, then it just That's kind of manifests. It feeds on it. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that to... This overcorrection or this, like, the the growth mindset versus the lack of growth, growth mindset, right? There's the growth mindset, and then there's escape. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're talking about, right? Like, right. the the knee-jerk reaction to escape. Mm-hmm. And then to stay with it and work on it. And everybody's situation is different, be it job, relationship, place of living, um, having children, not having children, all of that is, is a very unique individual dynamic. But I do think that there tends to be this pendulum swing of you go girl, like you walk away, Mm -hmm. you start new, like, like the whole kind of like let it burn mentality. And I think there is kind of a danger to that sometimes because sometimes it's just don't let it burn. Please don't let it burn. Right. Like save it, you know, like right. save it and just adjust and, and make it work a little bit. And 
That's not for everything. No, and this is obviously so circumstantial. Circumstantial. Excuse 100%. Me. Of course there's people that need to walk away. Yeah. And there's very toxic relationships and things that no longer serve us. But, but there is a strength mm-hmm. within staying, too. And yeah. there is a strength within a slight pivot mm-hmm. instead of a whole 180. Right. Right. Well, you guys, I hope that this um, resonates and we're not just rambling. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we are. But also, I mean, not to get like too political, but I think that there is like a huge element of that too. Just in politics of just the pendulum swinging in such a far direction and then swinging back in such another direction where it's like, let's just, let's just move slightly. Let's like, let's talk about where we are in the middle. Well, I I think a very uh, benign thing for me to say right now would be this and then It's like, if you are trying to educate someone in your life to be more open-minded to something that you believe is true and fair and just, instead of giving them, you know, the whole five-course meal in one comment section, (laughs) right? Right. Maybe start with one thing. Yeah. And lead with love. Yep. And patience. Because if in your heart you want to educate and you want someone to learn and you want to see change within people around you, then that is the only way that will happen. Right. You know what I mean? You cannot assault somebody with that information, no matter how right you are or how you feel that in your heart. It does need to come from love. Right. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. I mean, I love it. (laughs) We totally agree on that. Um, okay, so I don't think we have time for soul science today because we've been rambling, but we uh, we do have time for Ask the Medium, and we okay. have some great questions. Cool, go for it. Okay, our first question comes to us from Gloria in New York, and she says, I am single and have been dating casually for about a year, on and off. I have had been interested in a couple of my dates, but they don't seem to reciprocate. I was wondering if I might have a block or if it's just not the right time or what. Thanks in advance. Okay, Gloria. Um, This is common. I feel like this is a common thing that's been coming up, especially this year. Um, Like dating and all that is so weird right now. My heart goes out to you. Yes. What a weird time. It's a weird time. (laughs) It's a weird time. But ultimately, like my perspective on it, I'm not giving like a reading for her right now, but just like my, my... general advice and perspective of this is um, it will happen in the right time. Of course it will. Mm -hmm. Like that's the way the universe works. Like it will happen in the right time. Um, But, but there are things that you can do to kind of help speed up the manifestation process, I think. And that is to really assess like how, like what you want and then attract that. So sometimes we just cast a really wide net Mm -hmm. And then let everything in. And it doesn't feel like as targeted as really saying specifically kind of what you want, right? And that you want a long-term relationship. I know so many females, and I'm not saying this about you, Gloria, because I don't know your situation, but I know so many females who really, really want to get married Mm -hmm. and then will date casually. Right. Because it's just... Isn't that weird? It's, uh, it's human. It's human. It's human. It's human. So, but it's like, it's like apologizing in advance for what you want. Yep. And it's like, just 
don't do that. Mm-hmm. If you want to get married, that's what, that's what it is. Like you are looking for somebody to get married and having a long-term relationship with, otherwise it's not worth it to you. Right. You will then attract somebody who wants that too, right. instead of the casual dating. So I think that's a, that's something that I see that's very common, especially in women is just kind of playing small and doing what they think. It's, it's so funny how us women are. It's like, we want to get married and have this, but we're also going to like be the pleaser. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't want anything you don't want any you don't want to get married long term that's fine that's totally fine I'm like cool with that and they'll go continually casually dating where it's like no no, no. like make him work for like no that's not what you want cut it off because it's and that comes from low energy of like being a little bit more like kind of like desperate to have a companion you know I know. I'm just kind of thinking, like, societally. I'm just kind of thinking, you know, I feel like societally for so long, women have been conditioned to just, you know, take the back seat. Yeah. When it comes to dating, just take the back seat because that's how you attract a man. And I don't think that's true. Right. Um, if you're not attracting a man because you're acting interested or you want something substantial, then it's just not the right man. Don't ever... Don't ever sacrifice like your expectations. Don't don't play small. Don't start checking things off the list of like, oh well, I could live without that or I could live without that. It's like don't change what you want, you know, like stick with it and then manifest it. Right. You know, so but be honest with yourself, I think, about what you want and then like and then manifest that. So the casually dating thing, I think fine, so long as you're very, very clear upfront about what it is that you want and you can feel it in your heart. But lots of love to you, Gloria. Very good. Okay. Our next question comes to us from Michelle in Laguna Beach. And she asks, I have been a mess over the election. Far more emotional than I thought I'd be. I was wondering if you've been affected like this too. And maybe it's because I'm an empath. Girl. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Nadia knows the text messages have been like insane to her. Yes, I've been a mess over it. Um, Yes, I'm feeling it all too. Um, I don't think you have to necessarily be an empath. And, you know, our last kind of, um, I I feel like maybe it was a couple times ago where we talked about empaths. Right. And I've gotten a lot of feedback about that episode, actually. Um, There's lots of different variants of empaths, right? There's, There's different kind of levels of empath, but... Absolutely. I've been feeling it. (laughs) Yeah. And there's so many bigger things at play this year that it's just, it's not like a normal election year. So even if you aren't a super empath, just feeling that from the collective consciousness and feeling all of that weighs heavy on all of us every day. I know you, I know a lot of people, including myself, you wake up with a funk or you kind of feel a certain way of a certain kind of emotion and you kind of, it's a release of all of these things that we're constantly being inundated with. So, and I think this year is, is really unique in the sense that there's more uncertainty than there has been, at least in our lifetime that I can remember oh. with the election, with the virus, everything, there's, everything. there's more uncertainty right now where this election holds so, so much. It's just so uncertain. It is wild. Yeah. And it's even it's, now as we speak, like who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> it, it, being in limbo is a weird place yeah. to be. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, we have to be, learn to be comfortable. This place of limbo 
And I think the only way we can do that is to take it one day at a time. Yeah. You know, and just not overwhelm yourself with the fear of a month from now, a year from now. Just sit with every day. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, you guys. This has been a really great episode. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. We have a fun episode next week. Yeah. We're going to talk about manifestation. Yep. But please, um, if you're not already following... Follow Jen at the.soul.spot. See how easy that is <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you. There's your flag. Thank you. <laughs> and you can follow me on Instagram. It's my name at Nadia Thorman. If you are not subscribed, subscribe, tell a friend, leave five stars. We love you guys. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.